This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. Where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. Mark. Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. And we're excited to be here every Saturday at 1 o'clock and keep you informed on the real estate market. You can call us. We answer our phone. And then you can call us about mortgages, commercial, residential real estate, whatever your needs are. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here to help. Every week, we are the only real estate show in the fifth largest media market in the country. And so we are always giving you the news that the news doesn't talk about. And you can listen to this show and the past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes, I do. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. Mark's funny story, of course. I got one for you. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? This is part three of the home buying process. All right. And Mark, today we have our guest, um, Mr. Bob Roman from Keller Williams Tri-County. And he's here to update us on the market as well. Very good. So we have our questions. Um, Number one, what is an earnest money? What is earnest money? Next question is, how long can the seller take to respond to my offer? Next question is, do I need a final walkthrough? And then we have another question is, what percentage of Philadelphia rents and why? I'm sure you know that. And is the real estate market looking at a crash late in 2022? The doom and gloomers, they're out there. It's definitely out there. Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is five unexpected lessons when buying a home from people who haven't done it before. Yeah, from people that who have done it before. Who have done it before. Yes. Sorry. All right. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, the road you didn't take hardly comes to mind, does it? The door you didn't try, where could that have led? So that all goes back to if you don't ask, the answer's no, and you got to take some chances or nothing happens. 
and it goes an interesting one it is very it's very philosophical i was at a meeting um this past week and somebody said no risk it no biscuit that's right (laughs) you got to take some chances or nothing happens that's right so we're so where we at so mark we are up to the market report and there is the bell now the market is in great shape but i gotta tell you a funny story Biden spent $1.8 million on a study to find out if people like good news or bad news. <laughs> you got to be so, kidding so, me. No, they did. And so, I mean, this is a pretty simple one. I'd rather have good news. You know, there, you are some pest, there are some pessimists that like constantly watch stations that only give bad news. But... They actually spent money on this. I could have gave them the answer. All they had to do was call me. And they could have saved a million eight. Or they could have gave me a million eight. They could have given you, right. Yeah, and I, I would have made them really happy, and it would have got a short, sweet to the point. But anyway, with the markets, the average rent rose 14% year over year in December up to 1877 this That's- is according to redfin that came out the friday this is the largest year-over-year increase recorded since redfin's been tracking rent prices in february of since of 2019 right however rents rose just 3.3 percent from november the average national mortgage payment for home buyers also charged the largest increase in redfin's records in december rising to 21.6 percent from a year ago to 15.53 a month on a year-over-year basis the rent price increased outpaced mortgage payment increases for new home buyers so that makes all the reason more to buy because rent keeps going up. Rent is now for a one bedroom citywide in Philadelphia, it's fifteen hundred dollars. You could buy a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house with that. That's so crazy. All these increases that in are are across the country. Rent's just going up. Reports is based off the collected data of more than twenty thousand apartment buildings across fifty largest metro areas in the US. And so and sales and public records and multiple listing service. Existing home sales ended in 2021 on a high note as home buyers rushed to buy a home to take advantage of the ultra low mortgage rates. Overall sales were up 8.5% in 21 compared to 20. And 20 was interesting because I used to tell people that more people bought a house in 2020 during the whole pandemic than they did in 19 and nobody believed me. But it was true. And now it even went up higher. But the new year could bring about some lower sales number as more buyers become priced out and find fewer and fewer choices of homes because inventory just took a dip again. Signs of a slight slowdown are already popping up in, uh, in January. And some of the reports from NAR, there's been some slowdown. December saw sales saw a retreat, a pullback, was more of a sign of supply constraints more than an indication of a weakened demand it's just that there's not enough inventory sales for the entire year finished strong reaching the highest annual level since 2006. Mm. think about that number because i remember back in 2005 and four when i was thinking about we're headed for a crash because this can't go on people were coming to table with no money no money in the bank and walking away with a check right. and a house and what lies beyond beyond double, the uh, National Association of Re- Realtors, very unbiased group, 
which I'm really ticked off at. We know. Now they want now they want to sell health insurance. You know, just do your job. Don't get involved in other stuff. But anyway, they said there is no danger of a crash in 2022. So we are in good shape as a student calls me. <laughs> so this year, consumers should, comp- uh, should prepare to do- endure some increases in mortgage rates, but they also expect the prices to go up 3 to 5% in 22. Similarly, uh, even into the future into 2023. So we're in good shape. It's just people don't know what's going on unless they listen to our show because the media don't talk about it. But tell us about the rates. All right, real quick, Mark, because we're running out of time. Your 30-year fixed is at 3.5%. Your FHA is at 3.25%. And your 15-year fixed is at 2.8%. And it's not too late to do your refi. So now you got to be above what? Now you got to be at four? For what? Your interest rate? To refi. You got to be above four, correct. Damn. See that a little while ago it was three, three and a half. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So I got this story. Well, one day this mother was out and the dad was in charge of the little daughter. And the daughter was maybe two and a half years old, little kid, just recovered. For She had some kind of accident, so the dad was watching her. So someone had given the little girl a tea set as a get well gift and it was one of her favorite toys so dad was in the living room engrossed in the evening news and he was watching stuff and the little girl brought him a cup of tea which he was what just water so he drank it after several cups of tea and lots of praise for each yummy tea all of a sudden the mom came walking in and dad made the wife wait in the living room to watch her bring a cup of tea because it was just the cutest thing and mom <laughs> waited and sure enough here comes the little girl down the hall with a cup of tea and she watched daddy drinking up and after a moment or two as only mothers would know she said to the father did it ever occur to you that the only place that she can reach water is the toilet oh no <laughs> and that never dawned on the old father oh, that she could reach not. the sink <laughs> it was just the cutest little thing yeah especially what my mom enjoyed watching him have that last cup <laughs> If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And I need some. We're up to 898 stories. So send me a story. So now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And she is following up with part three of the home buying process. So go ahead. Give us part three. I'm going to give you part three, Mark. Um, right. So again, this is a follow up from the past couple of weeks. But one of the things I wanted to mention was, um, you know, they talked about maybe the market slowing down a little bit. And I got to tell you, January, and it's only the 25th, my team and I have gotten more prospects than we have in the last three years in the month of January. And I just think it's amazing because we still have that issue with the lack of inventory, but yet people are getting off the fence. Yeah, because they're seeing these rates go up. They want to get in. 
they're in panic mode. Yeah. And, and I mean, just the other day, how can you have, I was talking about this before. I mean, how can you have a, a thousand point swing in one day? But anyway, I'm sure you're going to get into that. Um, all right. So this is step three and this is the final process. This is finding your new home. Once you've been approved for the loan, and again, we talked about getting approved, handing in all your documents, having your credit reviewed, um, giving in the bank statements, the tax returns, everything that's needed. The next step is to find your dream home. And the house hunting stage, it can be fun and it can be exciting, and it's a little bit more relaxing with a letter in hand of a pre-approval from Green Tree Mortgage. But it's important to keep your priorities in mind when evaluating the potential homes. I mean, Mark, you always tell people, what's the most important thing we need to talk about when looking for a home? Right. And, and I, always, I always remember that. So for example, per, um, perhaps you found a beautiful, large home, but the school district is rated poorly. It's a smaller house, is a smaller house in a better school district, a better fit. And that again, depends on what your family's unique needs are. So making sure that the agent does a consultation asking you what those questions are. You may have to look at dozens of homes before you find the one that actually suits your lifestyle, your budget, and it includes all the features that you and your family desire. But you should be prepared to just adjust your priorities during the home search in order to find a home that's within your budget and all of your needs. That's going to be important. Everything. There's going to be some compromise somewhere. Right. And as you search for your home, find the one that you're set on and that you'll want to make an offer on. But when you get ready to make that offer, you'll want to be sure to work with a great agent, of course. We know a few that can help you through the entire process. Not only that, Mark, I want them to reach out to me because. What I tell all the agents that I work with is not only am I going to readjust the pre-approval for you, but you're going to get a cost estimate. So you know exactly how much money you need to come to the table with. You know exactly how much your mortgage payment is. And you have an idea of the interest rate because the interest rate can't be locked until you're a, until you're under contract. I right. mean, my phone's blowing up right now. Can you lock me in? Can you lock me in? And we can't lock them until they actually have a contract. So again, by working with an excellent real estate agent, and we know a few, um, you want to make sure that you're reviewing your wish list and re when researching the potential homes, you want to make arrangements to show the homes that fit your requirements. You also want to make sure that you're researching the neighborhoods, the schools, and also the tax rates. And then you're negotiating a purchase price when making that offer. Now that agent is also going to assist with the purchase price and also the closing process. So one of the great things about working with us is that it is a process. We work as a team and we're also considered the triangle of communication because we're keeping everyone that's involved in the process in the loop. So nobody's right. in the dark. Did you order title? Did you get an appraisal? Is my offer accepted? So those are the common mistakes that other people make that make our business thrive, and you know that. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of that, you know, the agent too wants to make sure they check the comps and everything else, what's sold, right? What's what the competition is, you know, what's pending, and make sure that you know that price is correct too. 
Because it's got to appraise. It's got to appraise. And if not today, they're coming to the table with the difference. That's one of the main questions that you have to ask up front is, you know, if the house appraises for less or if you're going in over asking, are you going to be coming to the table with the difference? Right. All right. Let's hit our questions. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right. The first question is, what is earnest money? And a lot of people, they confuse this with a down payment, but earnest money is usually just a, a good faith. Somebody writes a check. Technically, by law, you don't have to do this, but it's like kind of tradition that somebody writes a check for whatever. There used to be one of the myths in real estate. You had to put 10% down. You write a check for 10%, but that was like the 20% down myth and a bunch of other real estate myths. But most of the time... It's a check for a couple thousand dollars or something, just so you have some skin in the game, they say. But in reality, the contract itself is good enough. But sellers just have it in their head. Like, how much did they write a check for? You know, even the but newer that, agents, you find, you know, that they well, if you put a very large amount down, that's going to make your offer stronger because they think that the seller is going to keep that money. And at the end of the day, if we don't if the commitment's not issued or they go through the home inspection and they follow the contract, they're not necessarily yeah. keeping that money. Now, if the buyer walks, no. that's a whole different story. And there's so many twists and turns to this um on how you want to see who's right and who's wrong. But the one thing that you have to make sure is on your earnest money deposit that it's actually um we can source it. Right. So if somebody's got money under the mattress and they de- decide to put $5,000 down on that contract and I can't source that money, they're not going to be able to use it. Right. But it's just usually the the check that the buyer writes when they write the contract. Right. To me, it's not that important. What's important to me as a listing agent is seeing their, fi- their buyer financial, how much they make, how much they have in the bank, uh, and then their credit, their their total their pre-approval from you that they can buy so putting writing a check for 10 grand is not the most important thing to me what's the next one all right the next question is how long can the seller take to respond to my offer well it should be spelled out in the contract when the contract's written there's usually a date that you give the seller to respond now in these crazy markets like now and back in the early 2000s 2003 2002 i remember getting contracts on listings where they said we want an answer by tomorrow at noon right or we're pulling (laughs) it off the table now now i gotta i gotta go meet with the seller explain to the seller this whole deal because it's not just about the price it's about everything else home inspections everything else that's included and you're telling me you're only giving me till tomorrow at noon in actuality, you're not doing yourself any favors because if I don't get there by noon tomorrow, your contract's void. Usually it's two or three days. And what you got to remember too, also, say it's July 4th weekend and July 4th on a Saturday. And you write a deal and you want an answer by s- Saturday night. That's probably not going to happen. So if you write that deal as an agent, you're shooting yourself in the foot because once I pass that clock that time when you written your offers void right so use your head right you know what's the next one the next question is do i need to do a final walkthrough yeah i always suggest that you do well let's let's uh, determine what a final walkthrough is first so the final walkthrough is after 
everything's done you're ready to go to settlement usually i suggest you do to walk through either day before or the day of settlement and you go to the house and you make sure the house is in the same shape that when you were going to buy it so you walk through and the common things that happen uh the refrigerator in the basement's gone because that wasn't in the contract somebody pulled the disc like bad things the dishwasher's gone that was connected under the sink oh we thought we could take that with us or the microwave out of the wall right or or they had some wild go away party and now there's all holes in the wall you're supposed to just go through it's not a home inspection just make sure that the utilities are on usually get gas meter readings water meter readings you bring to the table and you just want to make sure the property is uh broom swept free of debris so they didn't just take everything they wanted and left you all the junk so you want to do a walkthrough because you you don't want to show up and have some surprises and it and it's usually short and sweet and then you go to settlement what's the last one all right the last question is is the real estate market looking at a crash in late 2022? No. No. In fact, in the market report, we just talked about that. There's going to be no crash unless something outside of all of our control happens. Like we get in a war, which this guy's making me very nervous. I don't know why we're worrying about the borders in Europe when we can't even control our border on the south. But like, unless something like that happens... That affects everything. I don't. Still, I think the real estate market is going to be all right because it's not like the stock market, and there's so much movement and so much demand. You missed one. And what was the percentage of people that rent in Philadelphia? Forty-eight percent. It's up to forty-eight percent of Philadelphia. Probably a third of those people could buy if they only knew what you were talking about in the last three segments. Oh, and I'm not done. I got a lot of education coming out. TV I shows, mean, videos. I mean, um, it's, 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 it's game on. <laughs> you're paying a mortgage one way or the other. You're either paying yep. your 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 landlord's mortgage or you're paying your mortgage. So why is 48% of Philly renting? I don't get it. All right, Mark. Coming up next is our guest segment with Bob Roman from Keller Williams, Tri-County. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. So what's happening, Deanne? Where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to our guest segment, and today we have Mr. Bob Roman from Keller Williams Tri-County as our guest today. Very Welcome, good. Bob. How are you, Bob? Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we were just talking about the market, and uh, you opened your office in the worst market in history, and uh, and it was a big success. So tell us, tell yes. us, tell us a little story yes. about that. Uh, ah, that's a good story. That's a great story. That that's actually a good news story. It was. Okay. Um, I was there from the very beginning when you first started this show, Mark, and I want to congratulate you and Deanne. 897th show. Yep. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Nothing lasts that long anymore, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Bob. Uh, really, I, I really do. I really am amazed by that. And I think back to those times, which I think we're about to embark on that same type of uh, a situation again. Uh, 
there was not much much to talk good about at that time, was there in the market? No, market? there was not. In fact, we were telling everybody in our office, do not watch the news, don't read the papers, <laughs> just lead generate. And I was even leery of the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might throw something in there. Yeah. That, that's true. That's true. I remember those days, Mark. It was really, really doom and gloom. Everywhere you turned, all they talked about was bad stuff. And and Mark worked with we worked together at that time. And Mark, we put our blinders on and decided not to worry about what everybody else was doing. We just worried about what we were doing. That's right. And we and did our jobs. And what happened? Yeah, and we told all the agents, we called them lead generators, which they didn't like at first. We said, what are you, a lead generator? But after a couple of years, remember we had the big party with Toll Brothers, and I said, what are you? And then they were like, lead generators. <laughs> and our office was packed all the time, and we had a big parking lot, and I remember... They used to complain to me, there's no park. And I used to just, in the back of my mind, I'd be smiling like, yeah. And all the other offices were like ghost towns. That's right. That's exactly That's right. the time people need to come together. And I, I suspect, you know, that we may be uh, about to embark on another journey. I don't know if it'll be similar, but. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that bad because uh, unless our leadership at the top gets us involved in something that we don't need to get involved in otherwise i see 22 uh, the only problems i see with the market and you could give me your perspective because you're running an office it's just this inventory issue and i blame it on the agents the ant's been on my case because i've been blasting the agents every week if they all call five or ten people every day and tell them what the hell is going on because the media does not talk about our industry except us we're the own we're the only real estate show in philly so, uh, you know, unless unless they actually heard some detail that it's the best time ever to buy because of the rates and it's even a better time to sell, they don't know what's going on. And no, 48%, they don't. 48% of Philly rents. So going back to that time, what was the one thing that we told them? What is your job? I saw, I, of course, lead generate, but to, to promote that to the public, to tell the public what's really going on in the marketplace, right. right? Come from contribution and give them new scripts. And tell them what's happening. Tell them it wasn't what's rocket science. Right. They're not going to get any real news from the news, are they? No. No. And, and like, you're you're involved, so you're getting stuff from Carol Williams and all. But, I mean, the average person, if they have to go through the business channels and see a housing report, it's short and sweet. And, oh, housing's getting better since the Great Recession. And the rates are low. And if you put 20%, you can get a good buy. And that's about it. That's yeah. all the detail yeah. they get. Well, Gary, Seller, Gary Keller says, what goes up must come down, right. and what goes down won't stay there. So right. regardless of what's about to happen, what's going to happen, who knows? Um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about this market and, and talking about perspective, and that's why I was sharing with you guys that old Chinese proverb is you don't really ever know really what's good or bad necessarily. Right? Um, right. Last year, I finally took the dive and went and bought a, a, a second home right? A sure home. And that was on March 6th, March 13th, the world shut down because of coronavirus. Right. I was devastated. I own a real estate company, my living, this, that. I just thought, oh my gosh, what's going to happen here? They locked us out. They wouldn't let us even show a house. Right. Uh -huh. And I just took the biggest mortgage of my lifetime. I thought it was bad. Right. At that time, I thought it was bad. Well, here we are a year later, the house doubled in price and my real estate practice has taken off like never before. So right. 
it's about what you do. It's not about necessarily what markets are doing. It's not necessarily about what the industry is doing. It's about what you do on a daily basis. And that right. that goes for a buyer as well. I think buyers are going to be the, if rates do go up, what typically happens when rates go up? No, they're still going to buy. We're still, the average rate historically runs between four and 8%. So we're still in great rates. You know, we're not in Jimmy Carter area where I locked in at like 18%. Yep. You know, we're 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 still going to be in good shape even if we go up to four and a half five yeah that's still a great rate the millennials just don't know any history that's their problem (laughs) and there's 90 and there's 91 million of them the one thing i'm worried about with millennials because if you watch any tv at all every third commercial is about gambling and what did millennials grow up millennials grew up playing video games and this gambling is like a video game. Yeah. Well, now you can gamble on a video game. I know, which is a problem. It's I a mean, huge problem. They love video games. They all grew up on them. Now you got 91 million. I'm seeing no. Here's a thousand dollars. You can lose a thousand dollars for free and just put your credit card number in. Uh, I, I actually searched Gamblings Anonymous to see if there was any big bumps. They're all nervous about this. Yeah. I think they should ban gambling commercials like they did cigarette commercials. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you some good news I see on the horizon for buyers. The feds, the, the the feds already announced they're going to be meeting twice, right? And they're going to bump rates. Right. They've already announced that. So they're already they're t- up, right? They're already up because they announced it, right? But here's the thing: Would it be a terrible thing if there was a little less heat on this market? No, right? Would it be a terrible thing if buyers could actually negotiate a transaction where they're actually getting a home inspection, a radon right. inspection, a, 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 a an appraisal? Right, where they don't have to pay all this money above and beyond the transaction and get a home as is, is that a bad thing? No, and if we could get some inventory and slow things down a little bit, it'll be a good thing because it's you know, just on the seller side, they put their house up, and next day there's six people show up right. and they got eight offers by the end of the week and they don't have no place to go yet, they have no place to go. Yeah. And, and we need inventory. Inventory, actually, we talked on last week's show. I looked at trend bright, and in Philly, in the whole market, it dropped down to thirty one hundred actives. Right. Let me ask you a question, Bob. Are you yes, seeing sir. some agents struggling in this market because of this lack of inventory? Yes, absolutely, we are. And, and Mark, you brought up a great point. You know, one of the things is if you don't have any listings, you need to go find some, right? Right. If you have a buyer, your buyer is hiring you to do a job. What's that job? Is to find them a house, right? Right. And I tell my agents, I'm like, just because there's not a house that matches your buyer's needs in the MLS doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Right. You got to go call somebody and go find them a house. So call somebody that owns a house and find out if they want to sell. I know. I Like the students that come out of my school, I give them scripts, right? And I tell them they're going to have to make five to 10 phone calls a day. I said, Some, if you have 100 people in your database and they all, all your database know 100 people, that's 10,000 people. There's somebody in there that needs to sell a house and just don't know it's such a great time to sell. I yes. said, so if you call five or 10 of them every day, you'll be in the 20% of the agents in the country because they're all sending out calendars and sitting and waiting for somebody to call them. Yep. And, yep. and I was I was curious because I don't remember I we used to have a program where you could look at everybody's information. Yes. And by office, by agent, and I don't have it anymore. But like I was really curious 
where even some top producers doing five six million a year have struggling in this market because they just can't find a house and they like the end had it at one time 162 pre-approved buyers looking for houses and it just these keeps agents, going up. if they would just make these phone calls they could find some listings yep. I, I don't yep. get it i don't get it interestingly enough across the board for the most part most of our agents are up and some of them substantially like like 200 300 percent year over year from 2020 to 21 but i don't know if you can really measure 20 right. as a, a, a litmus test right but um, so I've been using 2019 as a comparison, but most of the agents are up. But yes, if you're new coming into the business, I, I wouldn't even, I would, your calls are all for listings, 100%. Right. So, and, and I give them scripts and the script says at the end, I need your help. If you know anybody even thinking about selling, would you get their number and call me? And they say yes. And you say thank you. It's not rocket science. Nope. Well, thank you very much for having me on the call. It was wonderful visiting with you guys. Make it a great day and stay positive, people. Thank very you, Bob. Good, Bob. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you if they have any questions. Uh, Bob Roman at 215-901-1100. Thanks, Bob. All right, thank you, Bob. guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. Thank you, Bob Raman. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, five unexpected lessons when buying a home from people who've done it before. Yeah, you know what? I, I picked this topic because when, you, when buyers buy a home and they go through the whole process, and it's, even if it wasn't stressful, but most of the time there's always some stress going through the whole process to right. settlement. Once they get the key, slide across the table and get it, they don't remember anything. <laughs> like it's all, it's all like a fog. They remember some of it, but you know, they, basically they don't remember too much of it. So the, our thoughts on uh, on the first one, number one was, they thought that their mortgage was approved and they're ready to go, but at the last minute, the, the bank balked at something with the purchase, uh, whatever, something was too high, too low, uh, whatever. And, and something happens. So the, the number one takeaway is don't count on your mortgage until it's totally signed and make sure you double check everything and your property's assessment and everything else. Number two, count your cost. Like you got to re these are people that bought houses and they go through the process again because people don't stay like they used to. And going over your closing costs with your real estate agent and take notes and, and know what to expect so there's no surprises because most of them don't remember all of this stuff. And you'll see those costs itemized out. It's best to get familiar with them fast. Number three, budget time and money. You know, take away, you can't foresee problems that might arise during the inspection. You know, how do you know until you the inspector goes through you right. might be able to negotiate with the sellers but you'll want to have enough money left over after closing for any uh, little unexpected repairs it's not going to be covered 
be prepared to walk away from your dream home too if needed if it if they find something bad it's infested with termites you need to walk away but you know people you need to have the details in your head four multiple visits are okay now in this market it's tough but you can do it look as many times as you need you know most people zoom through the house and basically they put an offer in in a competitive even in a competitive market a second look could end up giving you the edge and 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 you're not going to harass the sellers don't be afraid to talk to the sellers now I used to write letters. Now, the National Association of Realtors is starting some bull BS about writing letters to the sellers, which I always thought was a personal touch. It, Let the sellers know about you. They're trying to say this is like uh, some kind of discrimination. Exactly. Or, I, I think it's a crock. You know, your conversation with the seller standing in the living room could sway the seller in your favor. I mean, I've seen so many deals in my career. I had a lady one time took $20,000 less because she liked that family. And she wanted a family in her house, not some single guy. And she she took, and you're allowed, the sellers can take whatever deal they want as long as they don't discriminate. But I don't know why NAR is against like a personalized letter. I, I just don't get it. They should just like stay in their track and leave us alone. <laughs> and the last one, learn and love thy neighbors. You know, the community is often important as the home you're living in. Take a good look at the neighborhood. Don't be afraid to ask the neighbors some questions about the neighborhood. You know, knock on a couple of doors. Ask people how they like, what's the situations. Uh, you know, I mean, those that kind of little things that you can do make you a lot more comfortable with this purchase. You know, I think we joked last week about, you know, if you really want to know what the neighborhood is, you know, cruise through there Friday night and Saturday night and <laughs> see what's happening. And see what's going you on, know, right? If there's no gun battles going on and everything's hunky-dory and the neighbors are sitting out on the stoop, yeah, it's probably good. <laughs> if everybody's barricaded down and there's a lot of drug dealing going on, maybe not so much. Right. So, uh there are like five little things that even people that bought houses before, you know, we, we bought a house before. They don't remember most of this stuff. So you, you go through the same lesson all over again. I, I used to always tell the agents, I said, most of your buyers, when they're buying their second house, they're not going to remember any of that stuff that happened before. You're going to have to re-educate them. You know, especially the things like they go out shopping for furniture, or they call you up, they want to get back in to measure some rooms. Why? Oh, because we're we're going to order furniture or carpet. Nah. No. You're going to hold <clears throat> off on that. But they'll make the same mistakes again unless somebody coaches them through. You got any comments on that? I agree. I mean, people forget and people are taking advice from people they shouldn't take advice from, which is the worst. And right. by the time you get to settlement, you should know exactly what's going on, what your payment is, what your interest rate is, what the closing costs are, everything that's included. So there, yeah, should, should, be there no, should be no surprises. No on surprises the, at on all. On the settlement sheet. Like, what's this cost? <laughs> what's this cost? All right. You know what, Dan? Let me tell you something. I've been getting, I, I've seen this report about people getting real estate uh, licenses across the country and there's advertisements that these online, you gotta be really careful if you wanna get a real estate license 
and you search online real estate classes. There's a big difference. Like my school, Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, we would jump through a lot of hoops to get what's called an Aurora approval. That's what a college has, like Phoenix University. Uh, there's different colleges where you can take online courses with a live instructor. Now, I get students ask me all the time, and they looked at one of these things, and they say, oh, yeah, the advertisements always say things like, get a license at your own leisure. And then there, there's one little tell that they don't pick up, that you got to get it done within six months. Six months. You mean like take I, your test within six months? No, you got to finish this class in six months. Oh, okay. And what these classes are... It's seventy in Pennsylvania. It's seventy-five hour class to get a real estate license, right? Required by the state. Now, in our school, we have three schedules. We have a three-week day class, a four-week weekend course, and a six-week night course. No matter how you do it, it's seventy-five hours. But these online courses that they advertise that are cheap, and some of them companies are offering it for free. They send these people to these things, and then they finally log in and they start, and they find out that they're going to be reading 75 hours of PowerPoint presentations. Now, me personally, I could not do that. It's bad enough, like an agent every two years has to do 14 hours of continuing ed. 14 hours online is a long time. 75 hours online is unbelievable. Sure. Like reading, this is not with somebody talking to you like our school. This is just you reading PowerPoint presentations and a couple videos. So you got to be really careful when you search online real estate schools. You want a live instructor that's going to point out what's important, what's not. And if you read read the reviews from uh, Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, my school, most of the reviews are live streaming because I have great instructors and my teachers had to go through a course to teach online. It's different. To keep people's attention online is a lot harder than in the classroom. For sure. And, And we had to jump through hoops to get that approval. I think there's only one other school in Pennsylvania that has that. So anybody thinking about it, get a license. It is a great time to get into the business. And in our school, we give them a coaching session that also like a two hour coaching session on how to make money because these real estate courses are not about making money. They're about passing the test to get a license. They don't, the state doesn't care if you ever make a dime. They they just want you to protect the public. That's what those courses are about. So if you see an advertisement, do it at your leisure. and, And then they never pick up. You got six months because how they actually work is every chapter to give you a test. And if you don't get a 90 on the test, they make you do the chapter over. If you stop clicking, they make you do the chapter over. All right. I, get students well, all the, the- I get students all the time, eight months, they screw around with this thing and then they take our course. So just so the public knows the difference between having a live instructor and one of those type classes. And there's a bunch of them out there. Read our go to Philadelphia real estate classes.com, read our reviews, and you'll see our schedule for in person classes and live streaming classes. And I got people from all over the country taking courses. It's crazy. That's awesome, Mark. And you and you have an amazing school. You have an amazing school and you do a great job. Again, if you have any questions, you can email Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 
800-800-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every Saturday at 1 o'clock here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and all of our sponsors for keeping us on the air for 13 years we're up to. And wow. you can listen to this show at our website, Good News and Real Estate, and you can listen to all the podcasts. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all, positive. all, all the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.